Christopher Ray, Christopher Ray, seriously, coming clean, finally speaking up and out. We'll get into that here in a moment. March 1st, welcome to March 1st, the third month of the year 2023. It's moving pretty quickly, isn't it, folks? At least it seems to be from my vantage point. March 1st is a, a, a special day um, for us. It marks the, uh, let's see, that this would be the third anniversary, the beginning of our third season of our other show, BCP Unfiltered. Links to everything are down below. But also March 1st, 2012, is when we lost Andrew Breitbart, a hero of mine. I believe that uh, he became victim of uh, a CIA trick. Some kind of, I don't know, he just died suddenly. He was one of those died suddenly ones uh, years before the pandemic. So I believe that he was uh, forcibly silenced. So just uh, a shout out to Andrew Breitbart and all the great things that he's done for real journalism. A true hero of mine. Thank you, Andrew Breitbart, for fighting the good fight. All right, let's get into politics. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu was on uh, Sirius XM. And this is what he had to say about Joe Biden and pushing uh, and Joe Biden and the Democrats and their scheme to make South Carolina the first state for the Democrat primaries. So it would be advantageous, obviously, the party already preferring their candidate. Now, before those of you who are Republicans say, oh, how bad, it's terrible, the Democrats, that they are already putting everything in place for their preferred preferred candidate. Uh, The Republican Party is doing the same thing. Their preferred candidate is anybody but Trump. And Trump obviously is the actual leader of the constituents and Republican voters. So we're going to be in for one hell of a fight first, folks, uh, from the Republicans when it comes to getting Donald John Trump, the greatest president of our lifetime, to get reelected in 2024 and then take office January 20th, uh, January 20th, 2025. But uh, Governor Sununu is at least entertaining when asked this question. We are talking to New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Let me conclude with first in the nation primary. You were in Naples, Florida, and some some rather choice words aimed at the president and the Democrats are saying, you know what? South Carolina is going to be first. What do you think? <laughs> can I say can, they can go suck it? Is that is that is that appropriate? Or are you on Sirius XM? Can a governor say that? Yeah, no, it ain't happening, Joe. Joe, Joe Biden has has really screwed himself over big. So two things. Number one, New Hampshire's going first, no matter what, because we have our own laws, we have our own rules, and we don't give a, a flip about what the Democrat Party wants to do. It's- uh, <laughs> Governor Sununu telling Joe Biden he could suck it. Yes, he was on, uh, uh, and then he says, we don't give a flip about what the Democrat Party wants to do. I wonder if Governor Sununu is a little bit more colorful than that uh, behind closed doors, and if he is... Uh, bless his heart. That's his. Uh, that's his right. But really, not mincing any words here. It's what's best for New Hampshire, and really, what's best for the country, because we have such a high voter participation rate. So, what Biden has done 
is he's opened up his political flank, right? So he's said, I'm not going to be on the ballot in New Hampshire. Maybe they penalize us by not letting our delegates sit at the convention. Who cares? Coming to New Hampshire, you get all the, the press, you get all the coverage, all the earned media. You don't need a name or, or, or you don't need a lot of money, but you, you know, with the, your presence here, you can sure raise a lot of money uh, nationally. And so now anyone that wants to challenge him is going to come here and they're going to be on the ballot here because we are going first. And then what South Carolina goes next? Well, Joe didn't read the, the fine print. South Carolina typically doesn't hold primaries for incumbents. In- <laughs> they don't generally hold. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this until Governor Sununu pointed this out. Joe Biden and everything, they're, they're making this whole thing uh, in South Carolina for the Democrats to favor Joe Biden. That's how he was able to ascend to the top of the Democrat Party ticket in 2020 and take on President Trump in the general elections is that, you know, they, they did the Democrat math and their politics uh, in South Carolina to ascend, uh, have him ascend when he was essentially at the bottom of the offerings. Man, just imagine who could have taken on. I mean, okay, they were going to screw Bernie Sanders over anyway, but it would have been a really interesting race had they not done, the Democrats not done what they did uh, internally during their primary to help Joe Biden out. Like it would have been interesting to see, I don't know, Pocahontas against the Don. Or I don't even know who would have sent her. She was doing fairly well, right? Clover should have probably would have been now. I don't know. It just would have been interesting to see what would have happened. And I wonder uh how it would how I wonder how they would have explained the uh the Democrat math if the Democrat uh person who was not Joe Biden in 2020 uh had beat President Trump in the general elections. That would have been very interesting to see how they would have explained, I don't know, let's say like a Pocahontas uh, being president. I wish I could go into the multiverses and just see uh, alternate realities. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I, I, the first thing I would I would do is I would go back. If I were able to travel multiverses, I would go and sit down with popcorn with my beautiful wife of 26 years next to me, and I'd watch the debates. <laughs> That's what I would do. That would probably be one of the first things I would do politically if I were enter, able to enter the multiverse. Twenty twenty, there was no primary for for Donald Trump. The political elite in that state just kind of said, "Okay, you win." And they'll probably do that again for Biden, but that means he's not going to have to be out there. He's not going to be on the campaign trail, and someone's going to come charging through New Hampshire on the Democrat side, win this state, get all this momentum, all this earned ID, uh, be uh, earned media. Uh, I think be able to raise a heck of a lot of money uh, if they need to do that. Uh, it's just a huge opportunity for anyone to challenge the president. And considering he can barely hold poll numbers where even Democrats say he should have a second term, he's massively exposed. And so uh, he didn't think it through like most things. Uh, he's left himself wide open. And I have no doubt there'll be some very strong Democrat challengers uh, running in the first in the nation primary, which is still going to be New Hampshire, whether he likes it or not. All right. Once again. Um, it's funny because I don't know much about, uh, governor Sununu, but he is a colorful character. I've covered him in the past. Uh, so they like Ron DeSantis. These are guys that, uh, for the most part I, I like, I really like Ron DeSantis as a governor. Do not want him running for president in 2024, though he is running for president right now, just in the guise of a book tour. But I, I like, I like a guy that says, uh, the Dems can suck it. And, um, you know, saying that uh, that he screwed himself over, that we don't give a flip. And uh, 
What, what else did he say? It was pretty funny. Uh, ain't happening, Joe. Now, he did answer the question if he's running or not. And he is. He just hasn't said when he's going to. At least that's how I interpret this conversation. Nunu announced that he is running for president. Oh, boy. Uh, look, I'll tell you, let me, let me, I don't know when that is and, and when, uh, you know, the if and when, maybe this summer we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I... Yeah, so uh, Governor Sunu said, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to announce that. Uh, well, if and when I'm going to announce that. But if I do, it's in summer. So Governor Sununu is saying, I'm going to announce my, my my candidacy for presidency this summer, essentially. I got to tell you, we have created this organization. And, and I think that's why, I'm. you know, we're getting a lot of national attention. And, and I'm honored that in that. Yeah, he's he's started this new, um, I've reported on it before, this new organization. I think it's meant to bring in more people into the Republican Party. And it's, he's ahead of that like Ron DeSantis, testing his waters. He's going. He's running without running, getting out there, having national attention or what have you. And obviously being the governor of the state that's going to be first in the primaries is going to give a lot of, uh, a lot of exposure like he just talked about on the Democrat side. The New Hampshire model is really successful. And so people have asked me to travel the country and say, well, how did it work there? How do we, how do we get what you guys have? Right. And so I do that. And I'm also more importantly, I'm trying, I'm the guy that's trying to expand the party. I get really frustrated. Yeah, his words, this was, I'm the guy trying to expand the party. Now, listen to what he says to how the Republican Party has been or is, and ask yourself that this is true in the wake of the most recent Republican juggernaut, Donald John Trump. That's trying to expand the party. I get really frustrated with the Republican Party because we're just talking in our same echo chamber as opposed to how do we get independence back on board? How do we talk to the next generation of voter, which right now really doesn't want to be part of the Republican Party? Yeah, doesn't want to be part of the establishment Republican Party that's trying to go back to the establishment. President Trump brought more people under the umbrella of the Republican Party. And of course, they just ignore that as if that's not a fact. Blacks came in the biggest number maybe ever as far as a wave into the Republican Party. Independents, Trumpocrats, Trumpocrats, people who, who came to the Republican Party and left the Democrat Party uh, over Trump. And Governor Sununu is acting like, oh, you know, we need to get more people just an echo chamber. It was an echo chamber until Trump busted that echo chamber uh, open and started screaming America first and MAGA. And people could hear outside that echo chamber and they jumped in the chamber of the Republican Party and joined all because of Donald Trump. Ain't going to happen, Chris. You know, like uh, uh, Governor Sunu said, ain't going to happen, Joe. Ain't going to happen, Chris, that you're going to be the leader to bring people into the Republican Party. That person has been, was, is, and will continue to be Donald John Trump. All right, folks. Uh, Lori Lightfoot is out. The New York Times has just reported that current mayor of Chicago, Illinois, Lori Lightfoot, has lost her re-election bid. She came in third place. And uh, she failed to make it to the runoff for her office. She came in third place. Uh, mayoral candidate Paul Vias gained 35% of the vote. Brandon Johnson got 20%. Uh, she was only able to get 16.5%. Less than half of mayoral con candidate Paul Vias. And she actually bowed out gracefully. 
Let me just uh, do this. So thank you and, and thank everyone so much. Um, I feel a lot of love in this room as I felt every step of the way on this journey. Uh, I've called Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis uh, to congratulate them on their victories and advancing uh, to the runoffs. We were fierce competitors in these last few months, um, but I will be rooting and praying for our next mayor to deliver uh, for the people of the city for years to come. Graceful. Wow. I haven't seen Lori uh, Lightfoot be graceful uh, at all. When I think of Lori Lightfoot, I think of her saying stupid things like this. I love it when you have something queued up and it won't play. Now we know what happened with the Supreme Court yesterday. And if you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, fuck Clarence Thomas. I was actually trying to cut that out. But she says, flip Clarence Thomas. That's classy. Lori, you're not going to be missed. Or how about this one? Here we go. And I will code what I really want to say to Donald Trump. It's two words. It begins with F and it ends with U. And I will code what so I really want to say. Lori Lightfoot, classy Lori Lightfoot is out. I don't know if uh, how the other ones are, but uh, the other folks running. But really, can you get worse than Lori Lightfoot? I don't know. We look at Mayor Adams and uh, you go, can it get any worse than it was before? And it has. So it has. Okay, check this out, folks. Uh, let's get back to the campaign trail. Uh, there were supporters who appeared for uh, Governor Ron DeSantis's, uh book appearance in the town of Lieberg. Okay, this happened yesterday. Uh, and this was posted by former Republican congressional candidate Laura Loomer and by a Trump supporter. Now, obviously, as I've said, his going on this book tour, DeSantis is laying the groundwork for his 2024 presidential campaign. So a security guard comes out to people with Trump signs, Trump shirts and, and Trump gear. OK, that want to uh, uh, that want to come to the book signing. Remember, this is not a campaign. Uh, this is not a campaign for Ron DeSantis, supposedly. This is the book signing. So if people come to the book signing wearing Trump gear, that should be fine because Governor DeSantis isn't running for president and he should be supporting the, uh, the, the, the preferred candidate of his party, right? Well, apparently it looks like Ron DeSantis, I'm sure they're going to blame it on his people, is running and doesn't value free speech. Very strange things happening with my queued up uh, audio here. Just doesn't want to play. Yes. Why? Because. Because of what you're wearing? Because they told me to say anybody wearing Trump has to go right now. Oh. Oh. So the, a security guard comes out and says anybody wearing Trump has to get out. I'm at Lieberg, Florida Mall. Outside books a million for my pro-Trump rally with Villagers for Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis and his staff order the police to make 
anyone wearing a Trump shirt or anyone with any Trump gear to leave. Ron DeSantis is an anti-free speech. Is Sorry, Ron DeSantis is anti-free speech. That's from Laura Loomer. The far Yes. Okay, so they have signs and the guy's asking, okay, if they were over there going trying to get in just with a Trump shirt or Trump, you know, gear, would they have to leave? And the um Laura Loomer says. Ron DeSantis and his staff called the police on me and other Trump supporters. Even though I don't, this looks like a security guard, not a cop. Because of what you're wearing? Because they told me to say anybody wearing Trump has to go right now. Oh, 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 oh that's good. Free speech. Free speech. During the signing. Free speech. During the signing. You can have free speech except when Governor Ron DeSantis is doing his book signing, even though he is not running for president yet. Are you acting like the far left? Because we're acting like the far left trying to get Trump elected? Yeah, well, you're acting like the far left. You're trying to get Trump elected? You've got the same Trying to get Trump elected? Wow. I'm going to play this clip uh, uh, in my next episode that's not, not, that's not live. You got to see this. Uh... I believe I reported on this, but I just want to remind you that uh, the inspector general of the Pentagon said that uh, there's no evidence that billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars spent on weapons and aid sent to Ukraine have been lost to corruption or diverted into criminal hands. I know I, I remember, st- I don't remember, I don't, I think I covered it, but you know, I do pretty long form reports. So I don't remember if I covered it or not. So I just want to make sure I did cover it that, you know, that there's no signs, you know, this, it, the investigation is in an early stage, but so far the Pentagon uh, inspector general said yesterday, uh, actually that's today. So take that back. There was someone else at the white house, I believe that said that there's no, so now yesterday, uh, today, the inspector general has said, all right, let me back up. This, this is a, a, as of today, I thought this was new. There is no evidence of any of the billions of us tax payer dollars spent on weapons, a, and aid sent to Ukraine has been lost to corruption or diverted into criminal hands, the Pentagon's inspector general said Tuesday, March 1st, 2023, before adding investigations are still at an early stage. Okay. Even though Zelensky has sacked a string of officials for corruption, having to do with the department, their department of defense, even though military grade weaponry uh, has been found sold on the international uh, market via the, messaging app telegram even though the president of nigeria has said that they have found arms in the arms no pun intended and the grubby mitts of terrorists in africa and middle east oh and even though a canadian ngo has warned that weapons shipped to ukraine are ending up in russian hands i mean i and are being sold on an international black market but we're supposed to trust our pentagon we're also supposed to trust Christopher Ray, right? Christopher Ray. Okay, Christopher Ray, in an interview with Fox News, said the following. I missed this. 
You know what, folks? It's so funny. It's so early in the morning for me. I'm still thinking it's Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday. So the report from yesterday, Tuesday, was Tuesday, not today, with the Pentagon. So I may have covered it. So uh, uh, forgive my faux pas. I am human. But I still want to make that point that the Pentagon is lying to us. Also yesterday, FBI director was with Brett Baer. This is what he had to say about the FBI meddling with big tech and uh, social media and Twitter. He actually fessed up to what they did, but in a sociopathy, crazy Marxist kind of way. You're telling these lawmakers that there was an internal effort to shut down the investigation from the beginning. Have you found that? I have not found anything like that. Uh... All right. She's found nothing that they're trying to sh shut down investigations, Hunter Biden, not, there's nothing. Folks, it's not even like we made some errors or, you know, we, we see some actions that people can construe that, misconstrue that way. Let me let me clarify what's really going on. That's generally how they do it, right? You kind of admit to it, but you make it seem like, you gaslight the public saying, you know what, you guys are misinterpreting what really happened. Let me explain what happened. Yeah, you have some valid concerns, but no, these are absolute sociopaths and psychopaths at every level of government. They double down on their lies, and you are the wrong one. You are the crazy one. Nope. There's no evidence that we're trying to shut up the uh, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story. There's no that we're that we're lying to the people. No, we've seen no evidence. Of, no evidence of that. So let's talk about the FBI and what you told Big Tech or some agents did about the authenticity and providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. There are these Twitter files that have come out where um, it kind of goes into some of that. And some of the big tech people have talked about the fact that it was talked about as disinformation. What about that from an FBI perspective? So I'm glad you asked that question because it seems to me to be. I'm glad you asked that question. When they say that, they've got a prepared statement. I'm sure glad you asked that question because here are my talking points that I've pre-prepared to address that question. Anytime someone says, I'm glad you asked that, or so interesting you bring that up, or sometimes the, in, the person being interviewed or questioned will say, I've been waiting for someone to ask that. That's usually, that's the most honest form of, I'm glad you asked that question. So let's see what kind of lies Christopher Ray has for the American public via the Brett Bear podcast and Fox News. An awful lot of confusion and important context missing out there about the way in which the FBI does and does not work with social media companies. So, so that's what's talking about where they give that soft thing. Well, it's some confusion. Let me clarify to you, please, to you, serfs, what's really going on here. The FBI, as a law enforcement and intelligence agency, is responsible for working with social media companies to combat all sorts of threats, child pornography, terrorists, and foreign intelligence services. Think the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians conducting influence operations targeting the US. And when we do that work, when we engage with social media companies, if we come across information that a particular hostile foreign intelligence service is using an American social media platform to conduct their operations, we have a, a responsibility to say, to say, hey, so in other words, Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation, even though no, they, they know this wasn't true. This was just lies that these people 
came out and said, oh, it looks like all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. So Christopher Ray is lying, saying, we talked to the people about this because it was a foreign disinformation campaign, even though, as we've reported here recently, not only do they have Tony Bobolinsky, but uh, they now had this, uh, this, uh, this Israeli, who I reported the other day, who has been arrested, a whistleblower, who gave the FBI information about Hunter, Laptop, uh, Hunter Biden. So they know that this stuff wasn't Russian disinformation. They had several sources. And Bill Barr and Christopher Ray try to cover it up. And now he's trying to tell American people, well, we do this because it was foreign disinformation. Say something to tell those companies what we've seen so that, and this is important, so that those companies can independently, independently make their own decisions about what steps, if any, they want to take on their platforms for their customers. Yeah, we do yeah, but uh, there was money being exchanged for that assistance. Oh, we just tell them what we find and then they can do whatever they want to do. Really, why was there this consistent back and forth and why was there support in the in the form of taxpayer money to propaganda to, to help in this effort? What a big, fat, freaking lie. Meanwhile, um, Next News Network, has uh, the channel has been completely demonetized. The, the government uh, out, out there spending taxpayer money to propagandize against us. And when a uh, independent conservative news network is working, well, they, they got to shut that down. You can have that competing with the propaganda. God bless uh, Gary Franchi. Hope that his uh, his channel gets uh, remonetized. I totally feel for him and his organization and what they're going through. We have been through that. Um, and I'm 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 not going to take any away from uh, uh, from New, New, Next News Network. I'm just saying this. Uh, we know this is how they operate. Over two million subscribers, and they get very few views because the uh, the machine works against conservatives. And even when you keep the rules, I am religious when it comes to keeping the rules here on this platform. I am Pharisaic, if you will. I read the fine lines. And sometimes they still uh, give you a bogus uh, uh, strikes and come after you for bogus reasons because someone internally at, at, at the platform doesn't like what you say, even though it follows the rules. So let's all pray that Gary Frank, can get his monetization back on the next news network. I don't push the limits, folks. There's something that they just don't want me talking about on this platform. I talk about it over at BCP Unfiltered. So check out bcppodcast.com, therealbcp.com, or bcpextras.com for access to that. Today, we're going to mark the first episode, episode one of season three. We started this show two years ago. Very, very excited. We're going into our third year. Uh, Christopher Ray. We're not done with Christopher Ray here. Um, Christopher Ray also... Uh, admitting, admitting nonchalantly oh, that says, oh yeah, the lab leak. Oh yeah. That's we've known about that. We we've known about that. Couldn't talk about it on social media platforms. It was disinformation. It was lies all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's totally, everyone knows this is true. Yeah. Yep. That's how they operate. They tell you you're lying. And then all of a sudden they just go, yeah, it's, that's true. It's been true the whole time. 
It's likely uh, to have come from a lab leak, although the confidence is low. It cites the FBI. What is the determination by the FBI? So, uh, as you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, yeah, yeah, as you know, as everybody knows, as now it's common knowledge and we can talk about it, that it's a lab leak, even though we were trying to bury that, those reportings. As you know, it was, it was a lab leak. Yeah, no, no problem. Don't think that, uh, look, he still loves the Chinese. Listen. Professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on the dangers of, of novel viruses, right? Uh, and the concerns that in the wrong hands, some bad guys, a hostile nation state, a terrorist, a criminal, the, the threats that those, those could pose. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government controlled lab that killed millions of Americans. And that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed for. Wow, that sounds like uh, totally gaslighting the American public crazy idea, whatever, denial, denial, or downplaying, all of a sudden, oh, as you know, this is common knowledge. We've known about this at the FBI. Are you freaking kidding me? Just nonchalantly admitting that the Wu flu did in fact come from a lab leak in China. This is this is not me saying it, folks. This is Christopher Ray, the FBI director. So now, I guess we're supposed to believe it now, not when other of us have been saying this. I should add. I should add, but don't forget, he's got his shield for China. That uh, that our work related to this continues. And there are not a whole lot of details I can share that aren't, aren't classified. I will just make the observation that the Chinese government seems to me has been doing its best to try to thwart. Oh, is it doing its best? Oh, it's, it's, it seems to me like our enemies who were successful in their campaign are doing their best. And obfuscate. Uh, the work here, the work that we're doing, the work that our U.S. government and, and close foreign partners are doing. Um, and that's unfortunate for everybody. Okay, I misinterpreted that. He, the, 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 the Chinese, uh, I misinterpreted that. I guess he's saying the Chinese are still trying to hide this. Okay, so I take that back. I don't know how I misinterpreted that. Once again, it's very, very early in the morning um, for me. It's actually early in the morning even uh for me in this program, right? Because generally I don't uh, do things till eight, nine, 10 in the morning, uh, but it is seven in the morning. So with four hours of sleep, that's what I report to you because that's how I committed to getting the truth. Folks, uh, more stuff that we're tracking. I'll have that for you later today. So next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please check out our other show down below uh, here on YouTube. We have another uh, sister channel, the BCP Report. Make sure you check that out and check out BCP Unfiltered. Episode number one of season three will be out. It'll be out much later tonight, but make sure you head over, join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.